The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. That's CYXX, launching September 6th. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the one, Pat Buck. Hey everybody, Happy New Year. Uh, we survived the New Year's Eve, and now we're, uh, we're in 2017 with our first episode for the year. Absolutely. So uh, let's be professional. I know you got some uh, plug skis you want to get out of the way. Yeah, first, Happy New Year, and I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Uh, 2017's off to a hot, hot start. And uh, I'm excited personally because now with the launch of Feed Me More Nutrition, it is available now at feedmemore.com. Also, you can order it at allpumpyouup.com at special discounted pre-order pricing still going on. Uh, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, the motivational book by uh, the big guy myself, Ryback Reeves, is available now on Amazon. Uh, And I can't thank you guys enough. Book sales have been going very, very good so far. Um, Saturday, January 21st. I'm going to be in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, PPW Shellshocked, 5 p.m. meet and greet, 7 p.m. bell time. And then Sunday, January 22nd, Destiny World Wrestling, Mississauga, Canada, Mississauga, Canada, I should say, Ryback versus Moose, Battle of the Big Boys, my personal favorite. Oh, crap. I hope that's near Toronto, right? It is. Because I booked the flight. All right, <laughs> yeah, good. We're yeah. good. Holy, <laughs> holy fuck. That would have sucked, man. I just uh, drive six. Oh, that, that would have been. I get in, in the morning exhausted on that, by the way. But go ahead. We'll talk about that in a minute. You got get your stuff out of the way. But 100%, that's Toronto, right? Like, you're, you're 100% sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because if not, I would miss the 24-hour window, and I would have spent a lot of money on a plane ticket. Uh, okay, anyway, back. Sorry. <laughs> Real life shit getting in the way. Uh, for myself, I have a show January 7th, but I don't think that goes very far because this podcast will air after January 7th. But hopefully you all came to uh, WrestleProOnline.com and we had one hell of a show. But CreativeProWrestling.com, if you want to be a wrestler out in the New York, New Jersey area, a referee, a, a, a future diva, I don't know if they still call it that, whatever you want. Uh, I can I can I can show you the path. So CreativeProWrestling.com and we have a show there January 20th. Uh, also, Starland Ballroom, which is a thorn in my side because it's something that just kind of happened, and I'm not playing conspiracy theorist on this one. And February 10th. ST. Oh, yeah. So February 10th, uh, it'll be Ryback versus Brian Cage. Cody Rhodes will be there. All the WrestlePro regulars, a lot of great independent talent, a lot of names, a lot of, a lot of stuff. But uh, I was looking forward to this show, and apparently WWE out of nowhere decides, hey, we're going to have an NXT show 
nearby you, probably about mm, 25 minutes away. Um, I just thought that was kind of weird considering you're on the show. Cody's on the show. I don't know. Just strange. Yeah, I don't find it a coincidence at all. And uh, you messaged me the other day talking about that. I go, what? It's kind of last minute for them, isn't it? Or no? I mean, or it's I, I can I can give them the benefit of the doubt. But I think there's been a lot with this, you know, uh, especially with recently we put up, you know, Cody had that uh, the thing on Raw with the, the bear you know, that whole thing with, you oh, know, yeah, Gallows yeah. Anderson. So, uh, Cody and I had this idea that, you know, maybe we'll make it special. And the first 50 people online are actually going to get Dusty Rhodes bears. Yeah. I'm actually going to give them out. So, I'm actually going to make them too. <laughs> with the, me and the wife are going to make Dusty Rhodes bears and, uh, you know, give them out. And then, you know, between that and all the stuff that we do on here, and I just thought it was mysterious yeah. that. What a shitty thing, for though, a show. Huh? that the bear thing, too. The uh, with them. What, what, what's the point? What What's the point of like doing that? What's the point? Like if people don't what, understand what you, kind of human beings they're dealing with with them. It's un, like I, it's you can't make this shit up, and it, it's just and it is small as it is, and it's like it's just it's just it's not. You don't need to do it, and uh, I think it's cool. Cody's giving out the bears at the show. I'm actually going to outdo him and be giving out feed me more goals uh, vision <laughs> vision boards. <laughs> I'm uh, spending thousands of dollars to ship a hundred uh, feed me more goals vision boards there and uh, to hand those out personally signed uh, and permanent marker by the big guy Ryback. I'm kidding. I'm not doing so, that. But so the first hundred people you heard yeah. here <laughs> online will get a feed me more goal board permanently signed <laughs> by yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm losing money. Starlandballroom.com or WrestleProOnline.com. I'm in Brooklyn, New York the next night. We got Jake the Snake there who's teaching a seminar. Uh, we got some cool things oh, like cool. there. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. We got a lot, a lot, of, a lot of fun things coming up. Um, and the big show, which a lot of you guys, I think, you know, listening, you'll fly yourself in for WrestleMania because you're all a bunch of fucking marks. So please check out, <laughs> please check out my show on Thursday night, WrestlePro at WrestleCon, uh, Ryback versus Cole Cabana. Uh, Cody Rhodes will again will be on that. Jesus Christ, you guys are on fucking everything. Uh, the BWO Grado, uh, Swoggle, all these, all these stuff. And like I said, I would love to plug my regular guys, but I'm just not at the point where we have the exposure yet. But but I want you know the name guys to draw them in. You have a, you, know you have an crew. amazing you have of... an amazing crew over there. Uh, the Heavenly Bodies, Mario. Sure. I mean Big Moth. You guys you guys got some uh, some very good talent. So and I'm forgetting a lot of people, but there's. It's uh, I've only worked with those that I named, you know, so and, and they were great. Yeah. And it, it'll be a great time. So WrestleCon.com. Check out the Russ Pro Show. It's uh, 830 that night. If you have nothing to do Thursday, WrestleMania weekend. Come see us. I would love to sell that show out and keep and start doing this on the road. Uh, I think we got a couple sponsors here for uh that we can plug as well not just our own stuff yeah. oh also oh go ahead yeah got it. You no, go first. I, no 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 i was gonna say the uh, you were telling me like we've because we're we went to audio boom and and we went to audio boom specifically because uh for advertising and and i always said yeah. like i think when you advertise you need to you need to advertise with, with things that you truly i think you truly use yourself and i think that's the easiest way to to promote and and, and or just talk about something that you yourself like. For me, Zevia and Buffalo Wild Wings. I could promote that shit all day long because that's a big part of my life, and and I love that kind of stuff. But like, we we've had. I heard Mark. I heard I heard Mark for life loves 
Buffalo Wild Wings. Mark for Life is a huge fucking Mark for Buffalo Wild Wings. He loves the breaded chicken tenders. He uh, and he loves he loves to flirt with the servers, and he thinks they all like male them. or female. <laughs> he follows them home after their shifts. <laughs> the uh, but what what's going on with that? You said we've had. And I should clarify this on, on another comment, though. When we say the word fucking marks, guys, we're not talking about loyal wrestling fans. We're talking about the negative-minded, piece-of-shit, asshole wrestling fans who sit on their couch and don't do anything with their lives but feel the need to critique and be negative and tell you the way sh- things should be when they can't even run their own lives. Those are the negative Absolutely. fucking marks. So it's, it's not the and, good but, And usually the people that get mad at it are the ones that I just fucking described. Absolutely. I saw the perfect example of exactly that type of person. Um, Wrestle Kingdom just happened in New Japan, which is their version of WrestleMania, if not cooler than WrestleMania for some reasons. And uh, our buddy Trent, who I know is listening, he... Yeah, he doesn't tweet very much, and you got to see his match. He he, he does a dive to the outside, and he just had the guys move out of the way, and he crashed on the ramp. Really? He's just... Yeah, it it was... You know, he, he risked his body, but he knew he had to stand out. Um... And it was, did, it wait, was, did he though? Everyone always says, I, I mean, when, wait, first of all, I'm going to go off on a fucking rant right here. Oh uh, boy. I was going to slam the mark. When, well, let's, uh, we'll slam the fucking, when did professional wrestling become about fucking gymnastics? When did the fucking art of it being a professional <laughs> real fight turn into who could do the coolest fucking gymnastic moves? Like since when does that equal being fucking tough? Like I'm getting, I, I love the fucking at the right time in the right place. But I feel like guys today, fucking think that in one they don't fucking work out they don't look the fucking part and they think that fucking they can go in there and do a bunch of twirly bird fucking dives and they're a good fucking wrestler i got news for you that don't make you a good fucking wrestler and it doesn't make you fucking tough like try that shit in a real fight any day and see how fucking far they get to right yeah, I'm just saying with Trent. Sorry, though, with I'm, this and thing. i love Trent. I'm just i fucking get hot over. I'm, I've I've seen enough. But this is a sold out Tokyo Dome. And he's, you know, okay. In the context of that, that, okay. That I feel a little better about that now. So basically he takes this like vicious bump and it's, it's funny though, the the Mark kind of said what you just said. He was like, (laughs) he was like, he was like, you know, you don't have to take that ridiculous like fall. You can tell a story in a different way. And Trent just replied to him. Oh, oh man, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like just yeah, the perfect classic Trent. I I'm glad that the high flyers and the guys though, it, like they get they get their own version of the marks giving them shit. You know what I mean? Like everybody gets it from top to bottom. Yeah. To like there's just it's, there's a whole there, there's there's fucking fucking marks. There's fucking marks for fucking power wrestlers, for high flyers, for for mat based yep. wrestlers. They exist on every front. Like just fucking guys that don't look at fuck. You don't you look like shit. Like those guys get that bombarded by that stuff. And um, absolutely. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And uh, I got a message the other day, actually. This is uh, very entertaining. Uh, so, like, on Instagram, I try, like, I get, I get a lot of messages. So, like, I, I sure. rarely, I go in there and I delete them. But every once in a while, like, on those top ones, I'll see. And if something sticks out, like, I could see the first sentence. And this one happened to say, I bet you have a really slow 40-yard dash. And I was like, wait, what says? What yeah. the fuck? So, it, I bet. I clicked on it. And. And it's, they're negging you. Yeah, yeah, they negged me. They fucking classic mystery method. And uh, 
I click it. It goes, I bet you have a really fucking slow 40-yard dash time with that massive fucking ego. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I look at it. I go, man. Like, and I click on the guy's picture. And, and, and classic fucking Mark. Anyways, I, I normally, I don't respond to, to this stuff. But every once in a while, I'll get a wild hair up my ass. And, and I, I wrote him a nice message, actually. Like, uh, like trying to motivate him and like, look, be better than this. Uh, then, then mm-hmm. I blocked him, and then I got a I got a message the following day from another account from the guy's dad. He goes, "I just want to say this kid. This kid, by the way, was fully grown in his twenties, twenty five, thirty years old. So clear, okay. so clearly, he's living at home, and his dad had access to his account. Which just this is <laughs> this is classic Mark for life shit right here. The guy's dad goes." I'm really sorry about about the, he said what it said whatever the guy's name was. He goes, I guess he decided to put his daddy pants on for a day, and I just really want to apologize. And uh, oh my god, it made it made my day. That like it just reinforced that stereotypical fucking Mark, fucking you know what I mean that that exists. So oh my god, so uh, so what we're saying with the with the sponsors. So basically with this platform, I'm gonna break a wall down here too, guys, because like. I think we're doing this because we have fun and we have shit to promote. That's that's really it. It's fun stuff to promote, and we just like yeah. it. Um, you know, and I think that I think that there's a lot of professional wrestlers or guys that get into it. Um, like Colt, truly, you know, he's the grandfather of this. I feel, even though there were a couple like before him, but like they genuinely like it. But there's there's a couple guys that that I feel only really got into it because there's money to be made with ads. That's just yeah. the way it is. Um, I just like big I just like hearing myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone that has a podcast does. We're all fucking narcissistic, but like, and hate ourselves at the same time. Like, I listen back. I'm like, oh, oh I love like, it. I I love it. I I thoroughly enjoy listening to it, and I try to learn from it. But I, I know what you mean. And judging, like, there's well, on that one episode, which newer people and newer people listen every week, but the one where I can't even utter a sentence. I'm so drunk was one of the most embarrassing things of my life. But anyway, so we signed on with a platform. When you put a podcast up, you know, you start getting some serious listens, which we have a decent audience growing. Growing uh, by the thousands. They try to, yeah, they try to, uh, you know, sell advertising. And we, you know, place hit us up and we've been putting our thing up. And we've got a cut. You've heard, you know, you may hear a sponsor before this. And we've done a couple live reads and. And here, but like we've been running for like four months, and they haven't given us a dime. <laughs> they haven't paid yeah, us. That's a... and you know, it's not about the money, but at the same time, it's like, hey, like we've been here four months, and then there's times where you know we just don't get things on time, or they'll hit us. They'll hit up the the email, and I do a lot of the the emails back and forth. And you do all the like, emails. Are you guys int- <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So I do a one ninety nine point nine nine percent. And uh, asking them, you know, they'll ask us if we want to try products, and certain ones will be like yes, certain ones say no. But very poor, it hasn't been great. Communication so has not do, been good between us and them. Is is pretty much yeah the gist of it. And and we're not. It's not like we're a bit like hey, give us give us some money. But at the same time, it's like well, you guys are making the money. You're you're getting a big chunk of this. Yeah, it, How come you're not? We're doing our job. In all so. fairness, we, we signed a contract with them that and and they are making money on the advertising. So they need to I have always said it's like when you do these independent shows and these promoters, like I come there, I come there I on time, pay me the money that is owed to me, you know. Offer it up front. That's the right thing to do. A lot of these like whereas some of them you got it's like pulling fucking teeth sometimes. 
To, yep. like, it's like, well, if I said, yeah, maybe I don't feel like coming to the show tonight. Like, maybe I'll come there in a few days. But like, it's think of it's just do your fucking job. It's a simple like. Yep. And but but human beings are are by default lazy, uh, especially in today's world. And and that's why there's nothing wrong with the, if Audio Boom isn't doing their jobs. It's okay to call them out. They're not doing their jobs because we're doing ours. So do your fucking job. Yeah. And then everybody wins. So if not, we'll get our own advertising because I'm sure Zevia would love to come on the podcast because I I legit use this stuff all the time. And they're great diet sodas. If you guys haven't tried it, if you're if you're sick and tired of waking up sick and tired, <laughs> say hell no to aspartame. Say hell no to sucralose. And join the join the fight for good with stevia with Zevia. It's the best tasting diet calorie free soda on the market today. Ask your local ask your local store to carry Zevias. <laughs> there we go. First first one. I'm gonna, I, cold. We're just gonna keep. Plugging companies that that we like, and then hopefully, uh, do you you know hopefully do you like buffalo sauce? <laughs> I, I do like buffalo sauce. So, Why is that? So do I. If you like smothering yourself in hot hot tangy buffalo sauce, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, the hottest sauce in all the land. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna plug GameStop, but I have nothing creative. I'm like, all right, GameStop, I, Marvel. I had nothing either. That was really shitty, but uh, you know what I mean. It's things that I like. Well, how about this? Um, if you are interested in advertising with us, you can hit up bookthebigguyyahoo.com, even though it's your booking email, but hey, it's podcast related too. And you can, you know, hit us up and we will advertise your stuff for you. We'll do plenty of reads. We'll promote it. We'll do whatever. So, uh, if you're interested in, in getting your product or whatever it is out there, whether you're a big company, small company, we had a couple small companies hit us up. We're going to be doing some advertising for them and we'll do it ourselves. So yeah, why not book the big guy yahoo.com and, uh, or fill the calendar up, which is pretty fill. I sent you the schedule. Yeah, but, uh, I just gave it, gave it to my my web guy Nemo. He's uh, and he's updating everything with my website because uh, the Feed Me More Nutrition man talk about th- th- this is my book just came out. The Feed Me More Nutrition on uh, the pre sales on allpumpyup.com are through the roof right now. They've they've reordered several times already on their initial order, which is like very rare for that to happen. And it is, I, I can't say thank you enough to everybody. And, you know, when this podcast comes out Monday, it's going to be up on feedmemore.com. Uh, I'll be selling them there. And I got into a couple stores here in Vegas locally already. Okay. It, it is, it is the, the ball is rolling. And uh, it, it's even at a pace faster than I thought to start off. And it, it is, it's cool, man. Because it's like I said, I told, and I talked about this on the Snapchat earlier. I go, I go, you guys have to understand, like, this isn't like a get rich quick, like, scheme or anything of that nature like i walked away for millions of dollars and i'm doing something that i am very very passionate about and Mm. i believe in because i felt so strongly and i believe in myself so much and i know what i have done over the years and how much i've invested in my body and that's why i have nobody's ever done what i'm doing right now in the supplement industry in spending this much money on premium quality supplements and Mm -hmm. it's because they work and they it is I know because I want to take stuff for myself that I don't have to take 10 different bottles to get the result I can get in one. And uh, I can't thank everybody enough for going and, uh, and checking those out at allpumpyup.com or feedmemore.com. And um, the book came out too. Uh, I am, it was supposed to come out on the 9th, but Amazon got it up a week early. And it, it's, uh, it sales have been great so far, except for one bad review that I saw. Really? Uh, not Pat uh, Buck <laughs> writing that? Yeah, yeah. 
No, so there, there's three. I don't know if, there, if there's like four or five reviews to start off here. And it was, uh, everyone has their names except for the bad review. The bad review says, bad grammar, poorly written. And, but the guy doesn't, it doesn't have a name. It just says buyer. And I'm like, did, uh. I was like, well, did they, like, I was like, what the fuck? But you know, you're going to get, you're going to get the good with the bad. So speaking of reviews, you know, leave one for this show. I read them on uh, on iTunes. I wish I could read through all of them on the air, but there's quite a bit of them. And what I notice is the bad, there's like one or two really bad ones and it's above all the other ones. And I'm looking at it going like, why is this one really shitty review always at the top? And it's always the same one on iTunes. It's like a, it's like really? a, it's like a one or two star review. And then there's a couple of shitty ones in there that says like, you know, their things, but for the most part, they're very, very positive. But, uh, I'm just curious by that. I'm like, why do the negative ones like go right to the top? I'm like, that is that a thing? But you know, we, I think we appreciate any review online, click five stars. And one person's like, Oh, they think they deserve five stars. How dare they? It's like, what the fuck? We're just trying to keep going. Like, yeah, uh, you know, go throw yourself in a pit of hot lava asshole. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> that will trigger another one. The, People like like I always say like you're gonna get like the the more successful you are and I and I'm used to this now and like I told you you got it like it's as people like we've if you help one person it's worth it and and the emails that that I get and you get every single week and and they, and they grow every week and and the stories that people share and guys I love sharing you know send them to the email uh, at the big guy at feedmemore.com and at feedmemore.com I have a contact page and and Pat Buck has his information on his social media or contact us through there that you know I love hearing your guys' stories and um, that, how you're finding motivation through just us speaking and how we live our lives and um, each and every day I'm still learning and Pat's still learning and um, but I, I I've experienced a lot and I you know someone today actually too this this brings something on social media. I've had to be a little more interactive on that lately and looking at things a little more, but somebody left a comment and I don't know if they were trying to be shitty or if they were truly interested, but they, they go for the, for those of us not in the know, can you be a little more, uh, uh, can you pinpoint your life successes? Uh, like, cause my book says for the, you know, the, the title, you know, a professional athlete, you know, athletes guide on the successes of life and whatnot. And, um, that's a real good point. I mean, that's a, it's not a bad question. I think it's a pretty good question because I mean, if yeah, you really look at I think it, it come, yeah, yeah. Go if ahead. you really look at it, like compared to you know, you're still at the core of it. Before anything else, people know you, wrestler guy, and you know, it's it's yeah. it. You're the book, the image that you put out there. It's not you know, hey, look at me, I'm in my tights fight. It's hey, this is kind of a uh, you know, re- wrestler is a big part of it. It's what I'm known at, but hey, check out this, you know. This is why I made it in wrestling, and but I, I I like I thought about it, and I and I I was like, do I respond to this? And then I I actually started typing, and I go, it came off so like it's bragging. I go, I can't answer this via social media because I'm just it sounds like I'm truly bragging, and it it can't do that. So, but I, I mean, I just, part of this too, and and I think I think well because people will listen. I've heard I've heard critiques of this where people like the show or they hate the show, and they'll they'll be like they'll say that you or I are, are or braggadocious. And I think part of that is it's all encompassing. Like if you have a podcast or if you're, you're, you know, in some form of entertainment, you got to almost 
kind of have an ego that can be checked from time to time, but you have to have a little bit of confidence. And I think that can be, you know, misconstrued from time to time where people are going, hey, you know, these 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 guys are just so full of themselves. Let me tell you something. There's times no. where I like I, I just came from the I worked out for five hours today, three hours before. Yeah. And I just stand in the mirror and I go, I hate myself, you piece of shit. Look at your hairline. You're balding even more this and that. And like, you know, it's 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 kind of a mixed a mixed bag. And we'll say that here when we're like, you know, hey, we're we're we're, we're super insecure, but at the same time, super confident and have the work ethic to kind of just. You know, it's, you don't have to be this fucking, like, we're both positive dudes, but there's many times where I'm like, you know, challenged or not content or not happy with my life, but it's just like, you just got to kind of have to put it quickly in a different perspective and barrel through it and find ways to get out of it quickly. And I think we've both kind of trained ourselves over the year to take really shitty situations, find, find the goal at it, find what we got to work through and fucking do it. You know, that's absolutely. And I talk about that in the book. There's a, there's a chapter on confidence uh, and, and ego and all that. And a lot of the times, and, and, and like a lot of the people that will make negative comments on that are people that are insecure and lack confidence. And, and, and there, is, there is nothing wrong with being confident and believing in yourself. You have to be to succeed in life. You have to have confidence. And for people that don't, and a lot, oftentimes confident people won't knock people that don't have confidence, but people that don't have confidence like to knock the people that do. Yeah. Because they can't relate because they don't believe in themselves. And the best thing I could tell you is read my book. And that's not like, or read another book that deals with the topic. Uh, because fixed, there's a book, uh, I can't remember the exact name, but it talks about fixed mindset and growth mindset. And, and it's just, you got to step outside of what you think you know because of what you were taught by your parents. And you have to figure things out for yourself. And, and another thing you mentioned right there is, is that hard work aspect. And through hard work comes confidence. Like today, you know, I do 125 burpees on my off day after doing 20 minutes on the elliptical and doing my rehab exercises and my core exercises and my ab exercises and my hand grips. I knock out 125 burpees because that's what I do. But like I push myself, you push yourself. That creates confidence when you push yourself, when you know that you're spending yourself each and every day, you get that rich mindset and you believe in yourself. And so it's just the best thing I could tell people that if you get upset over that, don't get upset over it. Try to try to better yourself and have more confidence because there's nothing wrong with tooting your own horn from time to time and and, and, and believing in yourself. Because if people that have met me and the people listening that have truly met me at all my, my meet and greets and everything, they'll they'll tell you the truth on how I am in person and and I and I carry myself very well. There's nothing wrong with believing yourself because I am humble at the right times and it is being able to control yourself in the right situations. So uh, I thought you brought up some good points on that. Though. Well, and one thing you mentioned in there that I was kind of blown away by because I, I came out, I was I was in Vegas last week for the for the holiday. Uh, the fucking oh, hand, yeah. the hand grips that fucking. Yeah. I, I I didn't. You always mention that, like, because you love to vox me and then go on probably about a seven minute thing about your workouts. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't have a lot of friends, Pat. I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> I, I I talk to you, JD, and occasionally Kalen Croft, uh, Chris Pavone, and they're all the same. They're all JD gets to the work. JD, I left like a thirty minute message one day. Like, back oh, he, back he'll to- do the same thing though. He's very long winded. Yeah. I enjoy it. I go, oh, I can't wait for this. And I like put them on and like walk around and do stuff. It's, uh, I have, I, I keep my friends very close because 
I don't believe I believe I, I get along with a lot of people and I and I love being around people, but I think true friends are few and far between in this world and I and I know the few that are and you know, Stu Bennett, Wade. Wade's another one who I, I know will always be there for me. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm always there. We've never given each other bad advice. That's that's one of our deals. He's actually just messaged me today that he's ordering the supplements and he was asking about the big guy test booster. Okay. And, uh, I was telling him about it and uh he was just like, you've never steered me wrong, Skipper. He calls me Skipper still to this day. <laughs> and I think, that's a, I think that's a little bit of a knock because he likes being in control still from the Nexus days. Uh, like is there still the, Nexus competition? He's, he's the big-time leader still, so I'm still Skipper in his book. So I'm, I'm second in command still to him. So uh, he's like, you've never done me wrong, Skipper. And uh, so he's, uh, I can't thank him. He's, he's ordering some of the supplements here tomorrow, he said. So. I hope, uh, and I hope to see uh, Wade Barrett on a future WrestlePro show. You know, you know, you know uh, whenever, whenever you're ready, Wade. But uh, the hand grips. For future, for future three-man Nexus bookings, book the big guy <laughs> at yahoo.com. Because uh, <laughs> you, you, you're like, I'm like, what are the hand grip things? And I thought, I thought you had like one of them because like uh, you've seen it before. It's basically... I have a fucking I have a fucking bag full. Well, of that's that. dude. It was pretty scary. Like I thought because I've seen him before. I've seen like in arm wrestling movies I, and over the top. I saw a couple yeah. guys using Stallone was using the the hand grip, and you're like, no, these are my hand grips, and you had like a bag of them, and I was like, what the fuck? Like you trained literally train your hands. Like yeah, I've never seen. I train my hands. I I believe. Like I told you, I got finger things like where you wrap around their bands. They're like, it's a huge, thick rubber band that you wrap around your fingers. Yeah. And you go out and it, it's to strengthen your hand and your finger tendons so that like you don't break your fingers as easily. And I was telling you actually in a match a few years ago when I came back as uh, in San Antonio, babyface ride back against Bo Dallas. Uh, after that whole fucking Survivor Series deal, I split off and I was wrestling Kane for a while. Corporate Kane. Uh, one of my favorite all-time wrestling characters, <laughs> and uh, ha- ha- one of the nicest human beings in the world, by the way. But uh, and and we did something in there. He's such a large human being, and we like, I went to punch him, or did, he went to punch me, and I like went to block it with my hand, and he my finger just broke in the middle of the match, and uh, I looked down and I because my hand felt numb, and my finger was sticking sideways, uh. and uh, I control like. I, I literally just popped it back into place and we just, we, we did the whole match. Uh, then I had to get, you know, a splint on it for like a month, month and a half. But uh, I contribute, like, I was like, man, if I don't, didn't do those finger things, my finger might have just fucking fallen off. Of <laughs> Here's the <laughs> headline Ryback says Kane is dangerous and broke his bone yeah. in the ring. <laughs> We welcome those. I love those fucking headlines, man. Every Sh- week is a new, is a new headline. It's like, it's, it's, it is what it is. So, I'm, I'm just doing my show and living my life. If you want to write about me on your Mark fucking sites, go ahead. I, so when I saw that, I was like, what the fuck? Because not only did you have hand grips and like every single weight or strength or resistance, you, then there was baby ones. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You're like, oh, well, you put that between your fingers. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then you had the bands. I was like, yeah. in a way, I was like, this is crazy. But I'm like, I got to buy this. I still haven't bought it yet, but I'm going to I'm going to start doing that stuff. I think that's really it's, interesting. It's, I have a very obsessive state of mind where I, I've legitimately worked out my entire body, my entire life since I started working out at the age of around 12 years old. I started hand grips at a young age because of Mark McGuire, because I saw his forearms on TV. Yeah, and They were talking about how him doing hand grips and like forearm training. And I, I grew up playing baseball, hooked right then and there. I remember seeing a thing on, on neck training, and they were talking about as a kid, 
Mike Tyson or something, the, the, the bigger and thicker your neck is, the better punch you can take and, and you don't get concussions as easy because it absorbs the blow from, from going to your brain. And hmm. guess what? I've been doing a neck machine since I was a kid and I've never had a concussion. That's and interesting. Knock, I'll probably get one against fucking Moose or somebody yeah. coming up. But <laughs> Moose. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's I've just been obsessed in like hand grip strength. And so like when you're grappling and, and fighting, you got to remember like the first thing you're going to do if somebody goes to grab you is you got to fucking you're going to grab their hand. You got to be able to break free to be able to go for anything. Sure. And, and be able to, to be able to dominate another human being. And so for me, I've always just I'm not the biggest, strongest guy in the world, but I have the work ethic to try to just be my best. Mm-hmm. And I like being well-rounded. And there's guys out there, dude, there's guys that do these hand grips for a living. Really? Like 180 pound dudes. I gave you that easy hand grip that yeah. it's like a warm up. It's a warm up one. You just haven't done them. You got to condition yourself to them. But like, I can go up to a level two and a half, and I've, I've almost gotten a three now. Uh, but I've been stuck for years, and I had some of that nerve stuff in my neck I was telling you about. And ever since that happened, I've been stuck at like right under a level three on the Captains of Crush. Uh, but so if anyone out there is listening, does these, and you have a routine for the big guy that could help me break that burial, bar- barrier <laughs> to, to get through a level three, I would love it because I've been stuck on a two and a half for fucking years now. And um, But dude, I got like... I've just always been about that. I think it's nothing wrong with just being well, well balanced and well developed all around. I remember too. I never knew how to. Uh, the first person I ever saw train their neck was actually <laughs> when I when I lived down in Florida and I was training with Dory Funk. We went to the gym together, and uh, Dory walks in with his high shorts. Very, very. I mean, at that time, he's probably. I don't know how old he is, but he's got. A, he was like probably in his sixties at the time. I think I was like eighteen or nineteen. He's looked the same. I feel like for thirty years now. Yeah, he's looked pretty old since like <laughs> since since he was 20 like he just so he sat down at a at a butterfly machine which normally people use for their chest and they kind of just squeeze in and he just put his favorite, head favorite favorite of arn anderson by the way what the, the butterfly pack deck. oh pack the deck? Pack deck yeah arn is is no notorious for going to that peck deck <laughs> so he put the same his entire life by, by the way he looks great still yeah 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 double yeah, a looks looks and brilliant brilliant mind so consistent that's the word he's yeah. very consistent and uh so he put dory puts his fucking head behind the peck deck uh because it was one of those padded ones like a like a that that normally you put your forearm on and he's just yeah. he's just lifting the entire weight with his neck and i'm like i don't know if this is scary or if this is practical but ever since then i love doing the the old dory funk fucking neck training thing and then he and then he stole then he stole my money to train me <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right and he taught me a really good uppercut i got i spent a thousand dollars to train there for a month and learn a really good uppercut and then i moved on to a, a, a different you gotta school. focus on the positive sometimes and <laughs> let you you have to pay to learn things in life and, it, and that was something you had to pay for uh it's it, it's it's been well worth it ever since and uh dory he came down to fcw when i was there and taught us how to dance in the ring i remember we were like doing dance drills. I don't know if you were there for that. I was. I heard but, he was there, and I was like, "What the fuck is he showing people?" Uh, it, we were doing like a shuffle, a shuffle dance in the ring, and like that was it. Like, I was, <laughs> like, but I, I'm sure it had something to do with footwork or something of that nature, and um, or maybe, maybe honestly, at that point, I, I really don't think it did. But it was uh, it was fun not to take bumps for for the day and just do dancing drills in the ring. But hmm. I have a neck machine in my gym actually out there. And uh, I remember at my old gym, 24-Hour Fitness on Rainbow and Cheyenne here in Vegas. It's closed down now, but I used to be in there. And uh, I remember I, they had a neck machine there. And 
I would always like be oddly turned on when I would see a female in the neck machine. Really? <laughs> doing the, yeah, because I would stop and just watch for a second because there'd be, there was, and there was very few, you got to think, because in the women, like I would go all four ways, forward, sideways, back. The women, anytime I would see a woman doing it, she was just doing the forward motion. Okay, and yeah. I, it, like creepy fucking, you know, teenager just stopping like, whoa. <laughs> so that just brought back a memory. Uh, amazing. We had a top, we had a couple stories we're going to talk about that were current since we're doing this week to week. And, uh, well, there was the one, um, we saw that, uh, not to be topical, but to be topical, you know, you see the Roman Reigns and, uh, Kevin Owens thing. You mentioned something about that. Cause we were, was that when you were out here that happened yeah. actually the, uh, cause I didn't, I haven't like been, I haven't been watching the shows at all. Um, at all. Well, this was so on, it's, this was on the dirt sheets. I remember asking you that. And then like kind of, uh, we had like an interesting conversation about that where it was basically, um, Owens was talking shit to the crowd and I didn't really hear what he said at first. And, uh, Reigns kind of broke out, broke out in laughter. And, uh, was this a live event you said? Yeah, this is a live event. So I figured he was laughing at what he was saying to, to the fan. And then, uh, you know, he put a tweet out there that he was laughing about, uh, you know, because apparently Owen said uh, what he made on his was it was like a royalty check or something. I forget. What did he What did he say he made? Uh, I forget. I think it was like thir- was it like I made I made I just made thirty five something. I think I, I forget. I might be getting it wrong, but I think it was around that number. And uh, yeah, yeah. And what like I didn't get that, but I thought he was just laughing because he was making fun of the fan. And then Reigns put out a tweet saying like, "Look, I I cleared more of that." In uh, I was laughing. At, I forget what the verbiage was. I should have done my research, but uh, he was laughing. Probably like at what he, the number that he said. See, I, I didn't, I didn't understand that. Like I, I yeah, you know, uh, but it was along the lines of, you know, hey, I cleared more with the shield, and Cena replied, you know, while you were making fun of what someone earns, I was out here doing this, you know, uh, whatever, working cool. hard, and then Rain shot back at him saying, hey, like go power clean or something, and make sure you yeah, rack yeah. your weights. But I just I thought oh, it was, you know, talk- for him. The uh, that's crazy. If you said we just got our royalty checks, I still get those. Okay, and uh, like, and I still I get decent ones still. Um, and uh, if Owens, that number is if, if you said thirty five thousand or something, he said like it was that, either thirty five or maybe forty five. But I'm pretty sure it was thirty five. If that's what he said, then and that's probably why Reigns was laughing, and I totally like. Because that number in a lot of you people hear what thirty five thousand and like and, and yeah that is you know that's a lot of money yeah that, that he has a, a shit ton of merchandise and, and so does Reigns like I told like that's that doesn't make sense because the number I remember like when I was going strong like I told you I, I was getting royalty checks for one hundred and forty grand mm-hmm. like so if that's what Owens is making at the top. Right now, which again, do the math, ladies and gentlemen, of a fucking yeah. Let's throw this fucking all away of this guy pulling these fucking numbers. Yeah, like, Reigns is probably blown that away right now. That's probably why if if Owens made a shoot comment on the ring, and this is just obviously just going off of of guessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he said that, then then that's probably why Reigns was laughing um, for a shoot. So, and, huh? But not to say the but o- Owens is a heel also. Um, but in that top position, but that, I mean, that's still a lot of money, but if I can understand, like I said, 
Reigns is probably fucking making way more than I am because he has a lot more merchandise than I had when I was when I was number two there. So, hmm. but if that's what it is, that's exactly why Reigns was fucking laughing. Jesus, man, that's weird. With the guy being, you know, he's the guy right now. He's the one with the title, and he's the one, you know, and he has a ton of stuff out there. I just think that that's. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if if they're. I don't know. I don't know where, where I was going to go with this point, but uh, I thought I'd bring that up. No, that's interesting. I don't really uh, and good for Ra- for Roman for um, and who knows with John and him it, like what it, it could have just been friendly banter or whatever. I don't. John's blocked on my Twitter. I blocked him. Uh, <laughs> he is legit. I blocked his. He blocked him a long time. He's been a piece of shit to me from day one. And people are like. The guy, I was nothing but nice and respectful to him. And I know Alex Riley just came out and did it. Yeah, that just came out today. When people hear what really happened with that, they're going to lose their shit. Like, and I know I have a pretty good idea what happened with that and the mm. guys in WWE. And, and it, it, one, it, it's fucking hilarious. And, two, and like, it, it's hilarious because what, what people will find out about John and like, and then whatever. But it's just, he's. He's done. So he used to shit talk me when I was in the ring. I remember working against Mark Henry. You got to remember, like, I came up with all these guys in developmental. So, like, I know everyone that's sitting backstage. Who would shit talk? Alex or John? No, John. No, John. I used to be back there for John when Riley was in the ring, when the company, when they were fucking with him because John was hot at him. Yeah. Because of what happened with all this. And it's not my place to discuss that. No, let him take that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, but, But John would sit back there and Barry Riley in front of everybody for no reason. And Alex Riley is fucking money. He was money from day one. It, it's mind-blowing. You got a guy yeah. with the right look, the right attitude. You know, I know bust he wasn't. Ass, bust his ass. He had awesome theme music, worked his ass off, went out there and got a reaction from the people. Yep. Because of John Cena and people, I swear to God, I swear to fucking God, because of John Cena, his career is over in the WWE for no fucking reason outside of because of John and his personal issues. Yep. Unbelievable. And, and you said it too. I think this goes hand in hand because the, the dirt sheets picked this up, you know, about a conversation that you had with Hunter basically saying that there's no, they don't plan on having any marquee names. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from, like, I don't, like, I, you know, not that I'm a big fan of the way, I really like SmackDown. I think it's a really great show. Raw, I really legit can't watch anymore. But the fact that there really is no full-time superstars or marquee names, and they got to rely on these, quote, part-time guys to come back and, and, and fill the void and give them all the top spots on pay-per-views and major, major shows. But do you think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Cena just had so much fucking control and power? that it, it ultimately, like, affected business for so long. Yeah, he's been poisoned to the wrestling industry. And, from, and I, I told you this. We've talked about this before. And, like, and again, this is my opinion. And I, but you know what? I think I'm pretty accurate on this is I think he did so much harm for so long to new talent, to getting breaking out up there. Mm-hmm. And I have my experiences and other talents up there have their experiences that I think Hunter had to finally say, what the fuck do I need to do? And I think he just started, you know, with the NXT thing and bringing up these NXT guys and protecting the fuck out of them. Yeah. And he, there, there's so many guys now, John can't just fucking pick his battle with one guy because there's nine other guys hot on, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's been surpassed now. And so, and if that is what, Hunter is brilliant if that's what he did mm-hmm. to do that with to, to fucking get rid of the Cena problem because I've always said this and I talked about on my when I did these interviews overseas on on the night with the evening with with Ryback and I, I talk about why like the people John I'm I'm a big believer that that you should go with who the hot ticket is. Yeah. That 
whoever the crowd is behind and they are showing the most interest in, you run with them. And your top guys constantly are kind of changing. And you can still protect those guys when they're not in that main slot still and keep them relevant until they fucking change up and start getting hot again, maybe doing something a little different. Mm-hmm. But everything gets stale over time. And I was talking to the crowd, and they, and they stood up to a round of applause when I said, the reason why you guys boo Roman Reigns is because you're booing Vince and his ideas and what he believes in now because he's, he's out of touch. And, and the place stood up and he rubbed it into, <laughs> into a roar of applause. Really? And it, 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 but it, it's so simple. It's true, yeah. And it, but, like, but John, it comes from that, well, we got to just push one guy down your fucking throats. No, you push who the crowd is behind. Yeah. Like, and you look back, and I use this as an example because I lived it, when 2012, when, when the undefeated streak with Ryback and going into the thing with Punk, hot on my heels with that. Daniel Bryan was picking up steam with the yes stuff mm-hmm. during all of this too while I was in my main event run. Now, now, just imagine we keep me babyface my main event run all the way to me and Cena at WrestleMania. I take the title off him. I'm bigger than ever now. And then you have fucking Daniel Bryan who's hot on my heels, if not as hot, if not hotter. And then we eventually go to a baby baby where we fucking, then we let, you know, pass it on to Dan. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so, but, but they don't do that. No, they, and that's no way. Why, and that, that's why people boo them. And they, but they, they don't give a shit because whether he makes $300 million a year or $150 million a year, he'd rather make $150 million a year and say, fuck you guys, I can do what I want, this is my company. Yep. And that's why I left because I respect that. That's your company. That's, I'll go create my own world and my own empire and my own company mm-hmm. and I'll call the shots and I'll be a little more realistic about it. So, And I'm willing to believe that you're not the only person that thinks this way. I'm willing to believe that multiple, no. if not the entire, like... It, it just makes the entire roster thinks this and it makes total yeah. sense. And that's why I left. I always said it takes, and I didn't obviously leave in the top, top position, but I left with some good standing with some good equity in my name. And I always said like, it, it is going to take somebody, you know, standing up and just saying the way shit is and standing. And that's what like, that's the best compliment I can get for this podcast. When people say, we appreciate you just telling your truth. Yeah. Speaking the truth. And I, and I, this is 100% from my perspective and what I believe. And I'm telling you, I've lived it. I've been there. I've been, I've been figured in for a long time and, and it's, it, things need to change. And it's, uh, it's just interesting to hear the, the, all the things going on up there and, and whatnot. But I, I, I'm, I'm so, I totally made the right decision and I'm so happy being away from that. And it's, but somebody needs to speak up for all the guys, uh, because the guys there don't have that luxury. So. It's a little refreshing when you see a guy like Roman kind of give a give a little jab back at, you know, hey, you know, it, it's refreshing when you see oh, guys yeah. kind of, you know, even Dan, Dan put out a thing recently, too, about how part timers versus full timers. And I think that actually segues nicely because our this whole episode, we were going to do the second part of the wellness policy about different things. We're 45 minutes in, but I mean, we can keep oh, going. Yeah. Uh, Our pod, this is weekly now, Pat. We can, there's no time limit on the show. We're not doing five or six recordings anymore. So. Dude, how brutal was that? I mean, we got through that, but like by the end of it, like I'm so drunk, I can barely walk. I mean, they're funny. That, that I'm glad it's there, but I love the fact that it's weekly now. Like sitting in this. I think people, it's, it's more fun doing it weekly. And I, I just, it's, you can, you can be current and you can talk about things going on. Uh, and, and again, it, we always had, we prepared very well. A lot of people go, how the hell do you do four or five or six podcasts in a row? I think the most we ever did one night was six and then we did like five and four and then like three one time. And it's just like it, we're, you know, we're obviously, we prepare ourselves, but like that's where the wine and you, you know, you could drink a couple glasses of wine for one recording and it doesn't, doesn't fade, yeah. but you're sitting there for four or five, six recordings. 
it adds up over time. And, and like I told you, it was it's hilarious because I know you, and it's <laughs> and I think it's. It, but I could tell of myself too on those when I start getting on towards those like episodes three, four, and five, like when we're recording into that that deep. I could tell my my tone also, and uh, it, it's it's just better to do one a week. Sure. So I think second part of the wellness thing we addressed it all last week, and we'll start the the topic. We're a little bit of chatty cat these. We're talking about current stuff, sponsors, everything, but. Uh, Why don't we take a break real quick here? Let's in, take a little break. For, in, in case we get an ad for this week with uh, from Zevia. <laughs> Are you sick and tired of waking up sick and tired? <laughs> Damn it, pal. Uh, uh, let's take a break right here. We're back. Claps away and we're back. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the wellness policy. We got some notes. We've done some little research on this one. And uh, we went through the whole first part in the last episode, and the, the two main parts, and I think it's going to segue into a little bit more than that, is uh, things we left out last time, is that the, the we, in the last episode, we What prayed. did we finish with last time? You know, I'm not exactly sure, but overall, we kind of praised it for, for cleaning up the system, and that, yeah. but, uh, but we never... Absolutely. We were mostly, last episode, the positives of it, and I think uh, yeah. basically how it's, you know... Cleaned up the game. Uh, we disagreed on the, the weed was the last stuff, I think. Basically just, you know. Yeah, I remember that now. That was where it's talking about. I think that, that the fine, should that should go away for the boys. Uh, even though I'm not a big, you know, I don't partake in that um, on a regular basis or anything. But it's, uh, I, I think with the, the times, the times are a changing, Buck. And I think that's something that should, um, with that WWE lifestyle and the guys being on the road and, um, you know, with the wellness policy and, it's really hard to, to look and feel your best uh, in, in doing it the natural way, and uh, and drinking all the time has its has its side effects. And I think that's kind of the lesser of, of all the evils. And uh, when done responsibly in a hotel room, or you know, at the end of a, of a long day, for some of those guys to, to relax and being on the road four or five days a week, I think it should be gone. I think that the fine for that is I think it was bullshit from day one, and mm-hmm. I think it's just a way to, to make money off the boys and it's uh i liked enough. uh i was yeah. i was actually listening to to uh to the show listening back and i think my favorite sentence was that it's a waste of it's a waste of money that could be going towards someone's families you know it could be going towards absolutely one of the boys families you twenty five hundred dollars heath slater's kids <laughs> <laughs> god bless him man for getting over this year that's 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 pretty awesome Heath Slater is such a good guy. For, like he's one of the the guys that I talk to, and like we'll text and, and Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. And um, as you get older and, and you're in the, like you you find that the guys you talk to are, are not as many, and uh, especially at the, at the at the elite level up there. But he's always been a guy that we'll just we don't have to talk all the time, but we we've had enough like one on one discussions and, and we we stay in contact and. I'm so happy for him because yeah, uh, he's always he's he loves wrestling and he's always given them everything. He can he could be having the worst day and, and feeling like shit, but he'll go out there and I've seen him with his back completely screwed up time and time again. And granted, he does, doesn't stretch, and I'd be damn it, Heath, start fucking stretching, mm-hmm. take care of yourself. Uh, I know, man, I know. <laughs> But like he just he goes out there like he's fifty years old and then all of a sudden he's fucking moving and flying around like a twenty year old. So and he'll make he'll make a shoulder tackle look better than anybody up there. 
And I think he's one of those guys that always had the the tools. He just didn't have the right chances. And he he's you know it's nice to see him do well. You know. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, I always liked him in developmental, and I got down there when he was Sebastian Slater. Well, he Slater lived above Jane. us too, right in Tampa. He, he did. Was... Yeah, he did. He did. He did live above us, and uh, I remember seeing him a couple times down there. Like I was, that's when I like I got rehired and I was ultra like ultra focused. Like I got to get back. I got to get back up to the, you know, to the main roster here. And uh, Heath, man, he's always been. He's just he loves to have fun. And this is before he was married or anything. But I just saw him one night. We just had like a a show and drove home two or three hours. And it's late at night, but it's we have the weekend off. And uh, mm-hmm. I was exhausted and I was going in my room because uh, into my my apartment there and. He goes, hey, man, and he's just sitting on his balcony up there, and I look up, <laughs> and I go, I go, hey, you, you want a drink? And he just has this huge, <laughs> huge, not, not even like, like a 24-pack of beers, and like he's just getting started. And I was like, I, not tonight, man. I go, I'm done. And, uh, but he's always just, that's who he is. He'll be up the next morning, and he'll get everything done. We always like to joke with him, super dad. He would be on the road, and whatever if he if we go out and have a few drinks at you know at a Hooters or Applebee's after the show on a Tuesday and uh I, man I got to go home and be super dad and then <laughs> somebody will send a picture is like cuz his wife I guess had a picture of Heath at home like sleeping with the baby and they go wait they go is this what fucking super dad is and like <laughs> man you don't even know you don't know what I did before that and that's Heath is just the most lovable fucking guy in the world. Yeah, it's it's great to see him doing well. So back to a wellness testing, wellness wellness testing policy, whatever it is. So the big issue that we think that we both agree on is that the the part timers with not being tested, which I think I was kind of shocked that Jr. with all his millions of opinions. Um, thought that it was acceptable that part-timers are not tested. I horse, That's horseshit. Horseshit. That's, if he said that, that's horseshit. That oh, is... he, no, I mean, he, he came out to defend Brock. This was pre-failure. I mean, granted, yeah. this all just came out. Literally, the suspension dropped this week, but I think Brock failing for MMA uh, was you know roughly about a month, maybe a month and a half ago after the, the fight with Mark Hunt. But he came out to say that defending Brock saying that since he's not a full-time employee, it's fully acceptable that he does not do the drug test. Absolutely and, not. And the fact that more people haven't stood up and people that invest in WWE and shareholders, they should be asking these questions at these, at these shareholder meetings. Why is this going on right now? What, yeah. is, what, is, the, what is the reasoning? Because, if, if you're, because the, from the WWE standpoint, it's for the health of the, of the wrestlers, right? Well, yeah, but the thing is, is that in the policy, and this is this has been written on by a couple of websites, it actually says in the wording that the policy only exists to the people who regularly perform for WWE events. So whenever they're questioned on it, they they go back because I believe Vince or somebody was asked upon this, and the the response was, "Well, Brock doesn't wrestle a full time schedule. He's not no, a but, regular." No, but he employee. does. But he no, but he, it, none of us are regular employees. We're independent contractors, first of all, exactly because of exactly. their fucked up contracts and that that they need to catch up with the times. This mom and pop company that's thirty years behind, getting away with fucking murder to this day, which somebody fucking in the anywhere needs well, to look at this and just be like you guys can't get away with this anymore i, I heard people- there's i heard there's a new lady that's actually the head of small business in the in the cabinet of the president of the united states yeah, yeah. that uh that, i i think that's gonna be interesting going forward but go on with what you're saying 
No, they, they, need, they need to catch up with the times and take care of the talent who have made them the billions of dollars that Vince has, supposedly. Like, this is... And, and you look at the history of wrestlers and how fucked up they are after they eat them up and spit them out. Like, take care of the people that made you because you do not exist without the wrestlers. And they've supposedly made this policy for the health of the wrestlers. Well, yes. then you're going to tell me you don't care about Brock Lesnar's health. You don't care yep. about Goldberg's health. You don't care about The Rock's health. All these other mm-hmm. guys that you're, you're allowing. And then you have full-time employees who are or full-time independent contractors working for you like employees who are being submitted to this strict testing. And are with you every every single show, every house yeah. show, every day of the week, busting their ass. So a guy could come in and look like a larger-than-life superhero because he's using performance-enhancing drugs because he's not a regular full-time independent contractor for your company, mm-hmm. but you care about the wrestler's health. That was one of the arguments that you made for, for, for you know, instituting the policy. So what is the argument there? Because now you're telling me you don't fucking care about all the wrestlers. Yeah. Absolutely. It makes zero sense. And I've said that they need to, that needs to be changed right away. And it is insulting that part-timers are able to get away with that. And the WWE and Vince McMahon should take the stick out of his fucking ass and fucking change the policy. Now, how do you feel about the fact that now there's part-time talent, obviously, like Goldberg and Brock. And when they bring back, you know, whenever whoever they dig out for major pay-per-views because they that's just yeah. what they do how do you feel about it based on the fact that employers say like or employees excuse me referee from what i from what i gather referees announcers commentators they're not tested either they from should what be I, the, why not like if you are on tv and you work for the wwe and in any capacity, if you're going to say it's for the for the health of the employees, like across the board, I don't want my, I don't want the announcer to be more jacked up than the wrestlers. Test them, test everybody, and and it's just it needs like across the board. You can't you can't play favorites on this if that, if you're gonna if you're gonna sit there and say it's for the health of the wrestlers and the it needs to be for everybody. It needs to be for every single performer. What about the agents? Do you think the agents should take drug testing? Do they? T- they don't take drug testing. I'm, 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 I'm not. I don't. I don't. I know. I think the the producers. I think do. I, really? I, I think sometimes they do, but I don't know. I want to say I've. They That's might have done away. They might have done away with that, but I believe at one point they were. But I mean, it's safe to say that you know I don't think Vince or Hunter have ever taken a. Oh, probably test. not. Probably not at all. And it's and yet if they're going to come back and perform. Uh, you know, they should be under the same rules as everybody else because, and it's like I said, I'll, like it's just frustrating. And knowing, and I've talked to you about this, knowing, and, and people will sit there and scream steroids at me all day long. They're fucking ignorant and they don't get it. They don't understand because I did them in my early twenties. That doesn't mean they they carry over for the rest of your fucking life. Mm-hmm. And that like they don't understand. How many mindset. times? Were, how many times were you tested? Dare I say? The last since you you went up at NXT, how many times were you tested? Do you think? Oh, yeah. It, at least it was. It, so it goes in periods up there. There'll be sometimes where you're not tested for a few months, and then you'll be tested three times in two months, or like because you'll be like you'll fall on the the end of the month, the first of the month, and the beginning of the next month, and like mm-hmm. in where you just rapidly get tested. I've been tested so much, and I have never failed a WWE wellness program test when I was up there outside of the one I failed in developmental, which I talked about on the Russo podcast with taking an over the counter supplement, one of those pro hormones back in the day at OVW. And it was, and it was a fucking mistake. And, um, 
but a lot of guys were taking it, and it, that doesn't make it right. But I, I think I, I for it. I mean, I think that's that's nice of you to to fucking or at least just like this podcast is, we try to be honest. But a lot of guys too, they don't know what pro hormones is. So if I can like kind of break this down, is here's what happens, guys. Like there's a lot of times, and I think in our younger days, we don't really necessarily know better and know any better. Um, no. And you want to avoid anabolics, so you assume going to stores like GNC and there's other like more. I remember in Tampa, there's a store called Southern Muscle. There's like very like, um, you know, bo- not bodybuilder friendly, but very fitness friendly stuff. And you see something that's over the counter, and you assume that if you buy it, that it has no repercussions based upon you know the fact that it's being sold in the public. It's not like anabolics where you have to take it. It's it's all oral. It's all stuff like that. And there's a thing called pro hormones, which basically, and because I was naive to it too, and They're I saw poison, yeah, I saw a lot of people get sick with them, and like in indie wrestling and in developmental, and I won't name names, yeah. but that would basically what it was. Pro hormones are, correct me if I'm wrong, basically steroids that or versions of different steroids, but they change a couple molecules. Yeah, um, they've been modif- they've been modified, and or they're methylated, which are far worse for your liver and kidneys. And basically people, it was like a legalized way of get away with things. But when you take them and you take a drug test or, you know, the wellness test, you're still going to fail because it still creates the same metabolites. Am I right or wrong? Yeah. And it's like these things, they are poison at its finest and they are so bad for you. And I always said like back then, like my mindset and I've evolved over the years and learned and, and have grown as a human being and. But, like, I've always been obsessed with working out and looking my best. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, now I just focus on being my best. And I don't, I, I don't compare myself to anybody else except to me. And it, at that point in time, and you're trying to make it, and you look around and you see other guys doing things, and you see them not working as hard as you but getting better results, it's sure. easy to sit there and say, like, I'm going to jump on board with this. And you do anything, you do whatever it takes. Because that's why I, I, I'm so what's the word I'm adamant that that WWE eliminates all these things so that people don't have a choice because I've heard some people say, well, steroids should be allowed in wrestling. Growth hormone should be allowed in wrestling. No, it shouldn't because you are the side effects of that stuff is so dangerous because what happens used from a doctor and, and, and for hormone replacement therapy or mm-hmm. for people that have, you know, muscle wasting diseases who are sick, who might have HIV or things of that nature. Like, they have their purpose in the medical world to keep you alive longer. But outside of that, when you allow them into the world of competitive sports, so you have a guy that says, oh, I'm going to take 500 megs of testosterone and I'm going to, and, and some D-balls, and, you know, he looks phenomenal. And then you have another guy who doesn't have the same genetics or work ethic. He's like, well, fuck that. I'm going to take 1,000 milligrams of testosterone and twice the amount of D-ball. And then you get somebody else that comes along, and then, then he throws Anivar into the mix and human growth hormone, and, and there's no way to control it and that mm-hmm. is where things at that level at the high dosages is where guys it gets really dangerous and when used in a responsible manner for like and i say responsible and i don't mean taking a cc a fucking week of yourself just because you think that's the right thing to do i mean from a legit doctor and doing blood work and being monitored and keeping your testosterone levels in the normal range and by normal i mean mid-normal not high normal mid-normal okay. keeping them right there so you can function normal as a human being that is where it has its purpose outside of that we need to get away from it because it was something that was legalized early in the day and i'm reading bobby backland's book right now i fucking love backland and hearing his fucking story that 
These guys are the true fucking heroes. Him and Bruno Sammartino. Guys like that, that back in the day, never took did nothing. fucking... Took nothing. Took yeah. nothing. Fucking, fucking men. Because I tell you right now, and I've been on both sides of the fence, and I, I'm, I'm glad I did it to learn from it and everything, but I never thought in a million years I would be a guy that did try it and had my little run with it, is that it is a true man that, that doesn't use it and that can fucking... Because it allows lesser people that are... that. It allows them to be at a level and give them a false sense of security that they would never have. And then with, and I think, wipe it off the board. I'll drug test anytime. I'll take a growth hormone test anytime. And I dare anybody up there in a top position that fucking has been around for a while to fucking say the same thing because I'll fucking pass every single time because I know who and what I am and I, how hard I fucking work. That we need to now, okay, this stuff was legalized for a while. It had its run. People, yeah, people ratings were high when they say when people look at this well guess what i look like this i still am 275 pounds i still look like a freak of nature look like a monster and i could do everything and i bust my ass try harder everybody yeah. else like it, it, it could still exist and, and that's where i get i want everything on a level playing field not just in wrestling in all sports in everything there needs to be stiffer repercussions for people that are truly using that for for an advantage and like you know, guys, like, and I saw what, before. Like, what you're saying, too, is almost like as long as, like, you know, when people take testosterone or whatever it is, like, you know, I don't even know if you have a problem with the use. I think you have a problem with the abuse. If it was in a moderate, an acceptable range, correct? Yeah, you know? like, I'm t like testosterone replacement therapy has its place in the world. And that was one of the things, I, like, with coming out with the big guy testosterone booster, like, that is, it is a legit all-natural. I now have restored my shutdown testosterone in coming off of TRT, which was always in the mid-normal range, I was always modified. I was always drug tested by WWE. What is the normal range? I believe, like, okay, because because people don't people have never gotten blood work done. I'm willing to believe so, 95 percent, 300. Is that it? Three, like three third. And there's there's a couple different tests that are measured in different ways, but the standard is usually around 330 to and I, I think that's nanograms uh to like 1100 is is <laughs> and the, I was I was 112. <laughs> it's crazy 112. right 112 that is, that is legitimately there are probably old women out there. your grandma could have higher testosterone than that legitimately nana like, probably does man she's pretty fucking strong yeah still going strong the uh but it's and that's why i was i was touting the success of this with people this i came off that and i was i was at zero when i started and i'm already that last blood test a few months ago i was in the 400s and now i'm probably in the five or six hundreds from the big guy testosterone booster. That's why I'm so fucking proud of this and that I was able to create something where I don't have to use TRT. I could use natural herbal supplements to, to raise my natural levels and get my body to produce more of its natural testosterone when it wasn't able to do it for 10 years. So, but it's, it, it used TRT for men that are older, like, because before the big guy, nothing else has existed that, that, that has shown to have been proven to work. It's, TRT has its place for men, and especially older men, on, on keeping, on having a normal, you know, healthy life, sex drive, and everything of that nature, as far as just from a hormone standpoint. It's, but guys, like I said, like when you put it in, when you allow it in a competitive level, guys will abuse it all day long because guys, you got to look at it. It, it takes a lot of hard work to make it. And if guys can gain the edge and get away with doing half the work, they will take that route almost every time. And it takes a special human being not to. Well, let's talk about the unnatural route because there are, we've talked about this before. 
there are stuff that that we've both you know as far as human growth hormone is yeah. it detectable on the wellness test and you know what what's your kind of stance on that so that's something that's not tested for up there in the wwe and it should it's be. not is there it's a test not. for it there is a test for it now and i believe major league baseball and the olympics are both using it but really yeah and it's very expensive from from everything that i understand but it's something it, it needs to be it needs to be instituted um and I don't know the the range uh, of it being used, and I don't. It doesn't have the side effects of of regular when you say steroids of abusing steroids, but but abused it does have its its side effects, uh, and, and it can enlarge your heart, and it can do other things, and enlarge your organs when you when you're truly abusing it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that again, if you're going through a TRT, a hormone replacement therapy clinic because of old age and you're being modified by a doctor, no issue. You're not and you're and you're truly using it under doctor's care and supervision and not abusing it at all. That that's you're not acceptable. That's acceptable. Yes. You're not that's that's enhancing the quality of your of your life and you're not you're not gaining an edge over anybody by having unnatural levels. You're simply keeping your levels natural at an old age. But a lot of people, it's something that it's so expensive. They haven't done it yet. And I, I, they really should. It, it's if like again. So if you're going to have the marijuana fine, and like yeah. I said, if you're if you're not going to do away with it, use that money then to implement growth hormone testing. Because sure. what else? Like why not? If you're if you're truly, if you truly care about about the health of the talent, and I've heard you know I was on Russo Vince Russo's podcast this week, and he he talked about you know uh, like he was kind of like. He, and I've heard other wrestlers and, and people say where they think it has its, its place or it speeds up recovery. Like, that's garbage. It, it's, you, you don't need it. And there's guys up there that get injured that don't use anything that come back in a great amount of time. And now with the technology we have and the advancements we have in rehab and that we have in stem cell research and PRP, platelet-rich plasma therapy, where you yeah. can speed up the, the healing process, you don't. That, 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 and that's, those are not performance-enhancing drugs. So, like, what's your argument there? We have this new technology that can heal you quicker. So gotcha. we, 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 don't need to, we don't need to hang on to that so we could take fucking growth still. And a, a lot of people think, too, I think that the general misconception with growth is that they hear the word human growth hormone and they automatically assume you take it, you grow. I don't know yeah. if that's necessarily, you know, like you turn into this, like, monster. And that's not really what growth does, Correct. No, not at all. And it, it, that's something like with, with human growth hormone. One of the things about that, and especially on like the black market and not getting it from a doctor, mm-hmm. the majority of it out there is fake. Fake. Yeah. It's fake. And it, it, it's, or the potency of it is, is very, very low because of how it has been handled and it needs to be handled with care. And um, I remember a true story because I did it early on. And, you know, when I, when I was doing steroids in my early 20s, and mm-hmm. it was. I remember I had a period where I actually got it from a doctor and it was night and day, the results of taking it from a doctor and take, and, and it was taken what the doctor prescribed and okay. it worked a million times better than anything I'd ever taken on the black market at higher dosages huh. and higher, higher doses. So it's, it, it's just one of those, it's something though, it burns it, 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 what it's supposed to do when it, when it's, when it's real essentially will keep you leaner. It won't necessarily make you bigger or anything of that nature. Now, when it, when used with like steroids and things of that nature, 
it amplifies the effects of steroids okay. where you, you get bigger and leaner. So it, it really, it, it's kind of like a one, two combination with that. Mm-hmm. But when used alone and actually using the real thing, if anything, you're just going to be leaner. Um, you're not necessarily going to be bigger. Um, okay. but most of that stuff, like I said, that's what one of the things too, that detracted me because in, in, in that immature, that adolescent mindset of just doing what other people are doing and all oh, these top guys are clearly doing it. I need to do that. And, it, but then you realize, like, is this stuff even working? And then stopping it and realizing, oh, this shit doesn't even, it's not even real. And then yeah. that's like, and, and getting away from it and realizing you don't need it. And, and it, like steroids, it doesn't necessarily like shut down your normal production. Like once you stop it, typically you usually, your normal growth hormone, you know, continues and whatnot. But it's, it needs to be tested for across the board. And you got, you, it, if you're going to have a, a wellness program, you have to have a wellness program. You can't just pick and choose, especially in today's world. And, 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 and by the way, it needs to come from the top. From and, and by the top, I mean Vince Hunter all the way down. You need to lead by example, and you need to, you need to show the guys that that you're part of the program and that you believe in what you say. You're not just okay. blowing smoke up everybody's ass. Now, on top of that, there was another another. Um, I read the list of banned substances, and one substance I didn't see on the list, uh, which kind of kind of was shocking to me uh anivar um that's i think no i think anivar is on the list it is on the list i believe it is from what i remember yeah looking at everything maybe i didn't have the right chemical name because i mean all these drugs have a different you know it's called anivar but i'm pretty sure it's a different whatever the actual chemical name is which i'm not really sure what that is yeah no like i know what you're you're probably referring to, and we've talked about this before, uh, that I've heard over the years that that doesn't show up on the wellness program. I've heard from many, I've heard from actual performers that, yeah, that, that doesn't appear. Yeah, and, so. if that's, and if that's the case, it's totally unacceptable because it is, it is and, and why of all the things, and I remember hearing that for, for years, and it's, it's absurd if that is truly going on and guys like, guys are getting away doing that and like i never once ever touched that and i I wasn't gonna fucking find out if that was true like and it it is if you're gonna have a wellness program you have to have a wellness program and not everybody guys will get pissed off and whatnot over Uh that but you have to like it's the truth you have to have a level playing field on this as much as you can and and it's up to them if that if that is going on in this day and age like like i want to know why why are guys being like why are part-time part-timers not tested like that is, it's, it's fucking absurd and it's time for like, people need to hold them accountable. But the problem is, is most people, they, they'll sit there like they, they keep watching. They don't know when like outside of the casual viewers who they've lost, but like the hardcore ones, they keep watching and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just got to get away from it from a, from a competitive standpoint, because I tell you what, because the, the true cream of the crop will be fewer and f- Fewer, fewer and far, further between, and but it will be true elite guys making it to the top when you it, when you see that. Okay, so we're uh, ah, we did a, a pretty long episode, so we talked about a lot of subjects. I think we could wrap this up, right? Is there anything else that you you wanted to get me to go off on a on a rant about? <laughs> the only thing I had was 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 uh, the rehab. As far as you know, it's great that they support rehab for their. You know, for their anyone that's really ever worked there, which I agree with, and I think that's great. I do think that there's been a lot of cases of people abusing the rehab system, where they've gone back 
gone back two, you know, two times. I kind of get three, four, five times. And I just think that after a time, you know, being when, when do you go, hey, enough's enough. Like you actually give up on somebody that's just abusing the company to go, you know, I don't know. I just I, I had a I wasn't a huge fan of that. There's been people who have gone to rehab so many times. I'm sitting there going, OK, there's a huge waste of just a waste of money for someone who will not fix their life. Yeah, and and I understand your point of view on that, but and I don't know if you know if WWE is paying for that or if they're using money from the from the marijuana fines. I don't know, but whatever the case may be, the wrestling lifestyle ruins people, and we've seen that with all the deaths of people and, and people with problems after wrestling, and so I I'm almost like from their from their standpoint, it's hard for them to say, well, you only get two chances because sometimes it takes four or it takes six. It doesn't. And so from a corporate standpoint on that, I think it's harder for them to, to limit that. And it's, you know, what, whatever their reasons for doing it are, maybe it's whatever. Like I, I, if it takes somebody four or five tries, I I've lived that lifestyle. So that's why I'm a little more maybe sympathetic towards it. Because I've 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 been through it and it can be it's a very lonely rough lifestyle at times uh, and it's not as glamorous as, as anyone would like to think. It yeah, has its the, great, but at the same great time, moments, but it can ruin you. At the same time, I mean, you've gone through the lifestyle, but a lot of it comes from not, you know, present day performers where they're they've been removed from WWE. Dare I say, 10, 12, 15 years, twenty years, yeah. and they're the ones going. I need help. And they go back and they go through a treatment and they get clean for a month and then they relapse and they go back again. And I'm just looking at the, at the, the bill of a, of a, like say, a, you know, a rehab say on average costs 30 to 40 grand. And I'm just looking yeah. at the, the way, I don't know. It just, to me, it's kind of just like, fuck, how many chances do you give a certain someone that's been removed from the company for Lord knows how long, you know, a, a person like, I don't know how many rehabs, you know, dare I say Sonny's gone through, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or, it's it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that one, but it's just. I understand. I understand it completely. I just think it's it it, it it's. I I don't think it's bad that they're that they're doing it at all. And it, it takes, and everybody, you know, it, it's, it comes more. That's more for you. Got to fix your mindset. It, it's more than just addiction. It's your mindset. It's what you do with your free time, and like we talked, it's having goals. And and I don't know what I've never been to rehab. I don't know. I, I drank for a year straight and had a legit problem and I stopped cold Turkey because I got my life in order and I started setting goals. And I, I think that's a big part of it. I think if you're not setting goals and I don't know what rehab teaches and whatnot, but like it's, it's not a bad thing from a corporate standpoint for the WWE to give people as many chances as it takes because they implemented it. Cause I, like I said, if they sit there and say, you got three chances to get yourself right then what happens when the person kills himself on the fourth? You know what I mean? That, that is like, true, yeah. So from that standpoint, they're kind of, they're, they're doing the right thing. And uh, I don't, and like I said, I've lived it. So it's like, it's, again, it's more of a mindset thing. And, and, and it's hard going from being seen and being on TV. And like I, I told you, I love it. I love not being on TV. Like I, mm-hmm. it, it is, I thoroughly enjoy being well, away mark mark for life's not very happy with that. and mark <laughs> for life way, might, might be in rehab one day <laughs> by the way 
Snapchat, if anybody's listening that has any ties to Snapchat, can you please tell them to keep the Mark for Life face? They they did away with it again. Like I don't know what. Like, oh really? Oh, I don't man. know if it's just because they're doing these. They're doing different faces though. But like that to me, the Mark for Life face is a staple. That is that's yeah. your that's your classic three. Like whatever the the classic three are, Mark for Life is in there. And, I witnessed uh, you do Mark for Life. When we uh, were watching the Ronda Rousey fight, we left to go to Buffalo Wild Wings to go pick up some food. And you're yeah. like, I really want to do a Mark for Life tweet. I'm like, yeah, Mark for Life. Because there's a packed Buffalo Wild Wings. You're like, you're like Mark. I'm like, Mark, <laughs> I feel I come up with storylines. By the way, as I'm getting doing pictures and shaking hands, I decide to fucking do Mark for Life fucking Snapchats. Like there, there's people like, yeah, legit, like probably three, four people are like, hey, can I get a photo? But I'm like, Mark for Life would pretend that everybody in this wild wings right now is his is his friends they're all there hanging out with him and he walked to the middle it was it huge... was it was five people by the way but who's counting okay there's five people so <laughs> crowded buffalo wild wings you're like i'm gonna do it and you walk in the middle of the room and you hold the phone up i know people are listening to you and you just start talking in the mark for life voice yeah recording the snapchat i don't give a shit i i i thoroughly love it what uh what are your thoughts on the ronda rousey fight the uh now that that came up I think that's a, I I think it's a very interesting topic. Uh, I think that um, I think she is very thin skinned, and that you know she is the greatest female fighter of all time, or at least can hold that accolade. But yeah. uh, the way she handled her loss was kind of like embarrassing, where she went on Ellen's generous, like I'm going to kill myself. Like it was very like, all right, like come on. She seems very super emotional, and I think like even <laughs> yeah. with this fight. You know, she came out and it felt kind of like she was doing a almost like an impression of herself. She got her butt kicked, whatever, so be it. The fact that she can't touch gloves or at least give props at the end, like shake the girl's hand and walk off, is kind of like really kind of ugh, towards her character. I just thought that was kind of like, all right. And ever since then, the the new Amanda Nunes has been just like calling her out like this girl's overrated. She's a sore sport. And it's kind of, I don't think she's overrated, but I think, you know, it's kind of a... Uh, you know, you can really show what kind of character you have if you just walk off and you're pissy from losing every single time and just kind of... She didn't do any p- uh, promotion for this fight because she was training, and I get that. But at the same time, it's like almost like a baby mentality. It, it just kind of sucks. But I mean, I think she's retired. I don't think she'll come back. But if she does, it'll yeah. be for money. The only thing is, I think it's interesting is people like, oh, go to, she'll go to movies and stuff. But I don't think that's going to happen. She's been in movies. I get that. But... Her whole vibe, her whole thing is the fact that she's the most dangerous woman in the world. And now that's that's not the case. So I don't know what would really happen. Uh, I see WWE salivating trying to get her for WrestleMania, obviously. But, like, I don't know what happens here. So uh, I'm like, I, I, I you got to remember, though, in all this, and, and I'm very sympathetic towards her and everything. And, and she's a human being and 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 she was thrust into a role and and I think she has to believe, and they and they built her up, and, and but she came through every time and delivered. And and human beings are so quick to turn on somebody. They wanted to all be a part of her rise and, mm-hmm. and be a part of that. And those are all, a lot of the same ones are now ripping her apart and criticizing her. And, and I like again, we we watched the fight together, and uh, I, you know she her walking off when when at the end of the fight when Nunes walked over to to touch gloves or to, to hug or whatever, you know, that, that, that communication was going to be. And, but, but we don't know what she's going through. And, and it's, I'm sure, 
I'm sure there was nobody more disappointed in herself than her. And, and but human being like any human being could beat any other human being on any given day. And but I, I think I've, MMA fans are different in the fact like they're they're just like you said where there's been fights. For example, she walked into. Um, dare I say uh, the first couple of fights with Misha Tate and people were booing her and then she beat the fuck out of Misha Tate and everyone's like oh this girl's fucking cool and she yeah. walks into Holly Holm fight and people are like she's so awesome and she loses and everyone's like oh fuck and then she comes back and she was cheered heavily and then it, it, we saw the dynamic Amanda Nunes was booed in the beginning and when she started kicking the shit out of her and winning at the end they're like oh this girl's okay MMA fans are not loyal at by any means. They fucking no. turn instantly on someone. They have no lo- whoever's kicking ass, whoever's winning. Like, uh, it, it's a really strange dynamic. But but she would have been loved. Saying. She would have been loved at the like because like Conor McGregor when he you know lost to Diaz and, mm-hmm. and like and I, I we've talked about this before how it's harder to build stars in MMA because of the the real you know the realistic factor it being real. Yeah, that, UFC's hurting. It's it, it's hard for guys. People have this thing that you have to be undefeated. In real fighting, you, you don't go undefeated. It, it's a very no. – you, you might have a stretch or a period. And, and again, and, and Ronda Rousey's still one of the top elite fighters in the world, and she could bounce back, but it, she's going through it mentally. It's a mental – and it might yeah. take three or four fights if she still wants to do it. But – we got to witness, you know, Conor McGregor when he when he came back and, and and had that fight with Diaz. Like, what would have happened to his career if he got knocked out, you know, really early on in that fight? But he was able to overcome and defeat him, and, and yep. everybody all of a sudden he's he's back and bigger than ever. Yeah. And, and Ronda had that same opportunity, and I think she knew that. And it, I think that's really, I think she wanted it so bad. Sure. And that that's why, and I'm able to put myself kind of in somebody's shoes. I feel like and see. That's what she was going through when she lost. She's not thinking I'm trying to be disrespectful to tell Manda. It's I wanted this so bad. I wanted to be back because you that that fame, that glory of of, of sure. having everyone adore you, and then it's gone. It's now the complete opposite. And those people that would have loved you are now the ones that are posting videos on Facebook and social media and, and talking shit about you. And yeah. that is tough. She's a human being like everybody else, and people are so insensitive. And to have the courage to go out there into fight in front of a worldwide audience. And the closest thing we have to living in gladiator days of people going out there and fighting, you mm-hmm. know, for life and death, that, that is what we are watching. That is what the appeal to MMA is. It's like, it is to have the courage to do that. And people are just so disrespectful. And, and I, I wish nothing but the best for her. And I think she is going to bounce back because honestly, she, she is a champion and to have the mindset she's reached a level that that very very few people have ever reached, and female wise, is extremely rare. So it's of course, you're you're you only have in that sport. It's not wrestling. It is you can't be John Cena in that sport because it's it's no. real. So yeah. it's you you have if you get two or three years, that's a lifetime. And she yeah. had that, and, and so I, I commend her and I uh, say thank you for all the great fights and. I wish her the best in her career in life, and and hopefully um, I never got to talk to her coming backstage at WWE. I well, might you know have said she's hi. a big she's a big mark. <laughs> no, nah, 
She's a big no. She's a big dude. She goes to independent wrestling shows. She's a big supporter I don't, of wrestling. I don't call. I don't call the good ones marks. You, you know. know you that. know you're doing this all just so you can fucking take her on a date. Like that's that's what this really is all about. Ron, if you're interested, email <laughs> <laughs> the big guy. If you reward no, uh, no. But I wish her the best, and I think, uh, man, those fucking babies though would be some fucking incredible, incredible things to witness. <laughs> just saying. Uh, no, but uh, I think that's good for this episode. I think so too. Um, all right. Anything what you want to plug? Got? Yeah, I mean, WrestleProOnline.com, CreativeProWrestling.com. You want to be a wrestler? Check out some really good shows in New York, New York, New Jersey area. I'm Buck Never Stops across all platforms. And I'm the big guy Ryback. Check me out on Twitter, Ryback22. On Instagram, the big guy Ryback22. On Snapchat, Ryback247. Feed Me More Nutrition, now available at FeedMeMore.com and at I'llPumpYouUp.com. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, the motivational book by the big guy Ryback Reeves, available now on Amazon, Kindle, and paperback uh, format. Thank you guys for listening. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. That's CYXX, launching September 6th.